So do you ever get that, Chris, where say, you know, you're about to take a shit, right? Because you need a poo and you go on the toilet, but you're flossing your teeth, you're on your phone, you might be playing Angry Birds on your phone, whatever, or you're thinking about something. And then you flush the toilet, you go back to what you're doing. You suddenly think, did I take a shit? Like, I'm not sure I did. Like you're distracted on your phone. Your mind was elsewhere. It wasn't present. And you're like, did I actually take a shit? Like sometimes I forget to flush because I'm on my phone, right? And I realize mm. if you're not focusing on what you're doing right now, your brain is focusing elsewhere, which means you're not present. So if you come in, leave your car keys on the side because you're thinking about turning the oven on, you're going to leave those car keys there. So every thought has yeah. to be um, thought, action, thought, action, thought, action. Anything else is irrelevant. Like when I go to the gym and the spa, I have my bag, my towel, my padlock. If I and this happens only when I do this, if I'm staying present and I'm putting my clothes on individually, I'm taking my lock, I'm taking my towel, put my trunks in the bag. If I do each task individually and I look back in the locker and there's nothing in there, I never forget anything. But the minute I'm thinking about something else at home, meeting somebody tonight, crypto, what's for dinner? I suddenly realize, fuck, I've left my trunks on the side. And it only happens when I'm thinking about something else, when I should be thinking about what I'm doing right now. So what I'm saying is that Sometimes if I'm on my phone and only when I'm on my phone, do I go and take a shit? And I realized, did I actually even take a shit because I was distracted? And um, I guess I'll never know because like today I'm thinking to myself, I'm like clenching, like, is there anything up there? Did I go? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I needed to go, but I, I don't know until I need to go a few hours, minutes later. And um, that's my, my, my opening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, it's a good point. I, I mean, the, the classic examples with driving, you know, where you're driving yes. along, you start driving, and especially if it's a familiar route, you just suddenly end up where you meant to go. And that's, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's really, that, that's really strange is when you're not even focused. There, there was even a point on, well, you know, I really shouldn't say this, but there, there was a point where I, I was, I was a little bit high and I and it was it was, on, it was on mushrooms and somehow I got to where I was trying to get to and I, I literally had no memory of how I did it and it's like it, it was one of those things where like your brain your your subconscious can do so much so much more than than we can even realize and so it's, it's really cool when when it takes you and, and brings you to where you want to get to um, but it, it's obviously much better if we can be present and aware during that whole journey. Yeah, it's like the mushroom trip, the just thinking in your mind when you're driving on my phone whilst I'm taking a shit. It really says that your, br your brain can remove reality and remove time when it's in your when you're in your mind. Like, obviously, I'm physically taking a poo. I'm physically driving and I cannot remember where I've just come from, the same as when you're on alcohol, the same as when you're on a drug. Yeah. So if you can literally remove your present moment in your mind, then you can remove the past. It also says that you can actually just create the future in your mind as if it's already happened, um, yeah. as if, it, as if it, it feels real. So the point is that your mind can create anything, whether it's real or not, and it also kind of raise what's real and what isn't. And it goes back to the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what isn't yeah. is real. And it's quite scary if you think that I literally could put my socks in the fridge when I'm thinking about something yeah. else or put cereals in the oven, right? And I've trialed and errored this where I've been thinking about something whilst I'm present and I have ended up putting something like the wrong thing in the fridge, right? 
because I was trying to prove the theory of anyone, no matter how wise you are, has the same brain as any other human being. It's just whether you're aware. And that's why dementia people, they, um, they, they seem like they are losing their marbles, but really they're just in their head. Like, do you think a dementia yeah. person is just in meditation when he can't remember anything? He's got that commentator going round and round and round in his head. He's replaying that voice. That's why he's putting keys in the fridge and putting the dog in the oven. Like, there's no other reason for that. And you could say that dementia is that the weakening of the brain is deteriorating because you're using it so much through that internal com- commentation, that internal thinking, that internal analyzing. You're wearing your fucking brain out to the point where you just deteriorated your brain um because if i can forget have you, have you heard of detura detura you know detura there's this plant that it's it's part of this i think it's called the belladonna family or something don't quote me on that there's like these three flowers and if you eat one of them any one of them you completely dissociate my, my friend was describing a trip on this plant my friend's very adventurous he was mm-hmm. describing the trip. He, he took some detour and while he was waiting for it to kick in, um, he started playing his Game Boy with his friend and was just sort of like waiting around. And about an hour later, he realized, wait a second, my friend's not here. My, <laughs> my friend lives across the sea. Holy this, shit. He was like, oh man, that's weird. He went back to playing his Game Boy. And he's like, wait a second, I don't have a Game Boy. <laughs> and he was playing for an hour with his friend, the Game Boy, but that's all because of the plant that he took to Tura. And, and so it kind of, that, that kind of exasperates a part of our brain that's already there. And it's, it's like you're saying, when, when your focus is, is moved kind of like a magician, like look, look over here and then you completely yes, miss exactly. what's actually going on. Yeah, like, um, I mean, it goes back to quantum physics, of course. <clears throat> when you observe a particle, that becomes a wave. <clears throat> and if you're not looking over there, that's still a particle. But if you suddenly look over there, that becomes a wave. And what you were looking at now becomes a particle again. So the brain can literally only focus on one thing at one time, whether you're in your mind or out your mind. You cannot be focusing on what you're going to do for dinner if you are physically trying to pick up a tennis ball because you probably will pick up the wrong ball or you'll forget to pick up the ball. Like you literally cannot do the same thing. You can't do one or the other. Like that's what... um, that's what Tourette's was. It was constantly in my mind as opposed to out my mind where I couldn't find anything. Didn't remember where anything was. I was angry. I couldn't find things. Everything was just a mess. And I had to literally reverse the reverse it, bin everything in the physical, right? Stop thinking. I was in, remove all internal thoughts. So everything's a play equal playing ground because it was like in my head, out my head, couldn't find anything. So you go in your head to try and find where you put it. And then obviously the more you're in your head, you can't find anything on the outside. And it was just like this fucking hell. And um, yeah, it just shows the power of the mind when you want to focus on anything. And then like the, the magnetism, like, you know, at school, you have like um magnet powder or you have like a magnet and you have like this copper powder and you, and you like, it, it sticks to it, right? Like imagine you get some copper, you grind it up and like fluff and it sticks to the magnet, right? Um, imagine when you think that's equivalent to that magnet attracting all that copper powder to the magnet. Every time you think you're attracting back that, apart from that copper powder, it's just like dust in the atmosphere, right? Like kind of steam or condensation from a storm cloud. And it's all connected as one. And it will just constantly come back to you as long as you've held on to that thought. No matter where you are in the world, it'll do a full loop around the world. 
might take a while, but it will still come there. Um, and the more these things happen, the more I get used to it, but the more it just amazes me how I'm just thinking about somebody and I go to my phone, they've messaged me or, I mean, it just happens so often all the time that it's just like normal where I think of somebody and then I'll go, I'm having a shit thinking of somebody and then they're messaging me, but it happens to every person all the time. And it's gone past the overwhelming point because it's like part of life. It is part of life. Everyone's always known this. So why would it be overwhelming? Like, why would something so natural be overwhelming? Why would it be overwhelming if you plant a flower in the spring and it blossoms in the summer? Like, what's overwhelming about that? That's going to happen. <laughs> Hang on. I can't hear you, Chris. Hang on. I can't hear you. Hey, we get to this point where we've been so... Uh, we, we've been so entrenched in a very basic way of thinking from our society and in the Western world that's that's very um, it's just very like mundane and and we forget that the world is magical. There is so much there's there's just so much that's mysterious that was the normal at, at another point in time, like to our, to our ancestors, like to the natives uh, who lived on, on the land before us and, and to the like ancient Egyptians and whoever's before them, like they, they, all of these people were a lot more in touch with that magical way of thinking. Like, like to give you an example, when my, my partner, uh, Karen, seven years, seven year relationship with her. She, she's studying acupuncture now. She's doing a career change from advertising to acupuncture. And in acupuncture, she's learning about the way that they think. And it is completely different from the way that we're used to thinking in, in the Western world. Right at the beginning of one of her textbooks, it's like you won't understand any of acupuncture. You can't if you're a regular listener, you'll have heard me talk about crypto and how it's the future. I've learned from all my mistakes through trial and error since 2015, and I never make a mistake twice. I was going round in circles investing small amounts that I decided just to trust my intuition and go for it properly with big money. And so I borrowed £7,000 on the credit cards, which was a massively ballsy move, which I would tell no one to do, and got my balance up to 35 k in two months. So I've decided to set up a Discord group where I will inform the group when I'm placing my trade and what coin I'm trading so you can copy me if you wish. I compound my balance but you can trade with whatever amount you can afford to lose. I trust myself and my system enough to trade with a million pounds which I will do one day soon but that's me. You're in control whether you copy me or don't. There is no fee. Join my Discord group to receive real-time notifications when I trade. Link is in the podcast description. Whether you join or not I will still be trading. The only difference is you can do too do something as, as simple as, as healing somebody. Well, it's not that simple, but you can't do that without understanding the philosophy. And they start with, in the Western world, you think of things as being one or the other, A or B. But in, in, the, in the traditional Chinese approach, the way that they think, they think of things more like A and B are both true and they both need each other and they're equal and opposite, you know, like yin yang. Um, but just because A is true doesn't mean that B isn't true. And when you look at quantum physics with the double slit experiment, you can even see scientific evidence to show that there's A, B, and A and B, and neither A nor B. And all of those possibilities exist. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to think that, that the way that we're thinking is limiting us 
and that by being more open to the magic, we're, we're one, we're not just going woo-woo, we're actually tapping into a deeper layer of science, um, but we're actually gonna unlock more of, of human potential and, and the potential within our lives. Yeah, um, so the, like, the answer is, and I've learned, what, like, I love the unknown because everything always works out perfectly when you trust the unknown. Things never go to plan. And when you plan, it never goes to plan. Things fuck up, things get stressed because you're trying to align things to your schedule that you probably made the day before based on the day before's universal laws, right? Which change overnight, right? So you're now you're trying to get here at that time and go to that shop at that time because the opera finishes at this time and the tickets stop. You're trying to do things in a man-made order that you think is real based on what you've done in the past. But in that past, it was also an unknown yeah. situation which happened completely like as it did. You're trying to relay that back to now, but now is also the, the unknown like the past was. So you're trying to relay yeah. present patterns to old patterns which are just as random as any other pattern in the past and the future and so when you let go and have no expectations of anything as i said like like the, the magnet and this copper dust in the atmosphere it will find a way if there's a, a massive like uranus in the middle or some pluto or some fucking star it will just go around it it will just literally go around it like a spaceship will just float around the the rock and just continue its path right might take a while but that literally is how everything works out and the more you give in and let go and trust without trying to question the worst case scenario because then you'll talk yourself out of it right when you just trust and let go you'll find that almost every single time what you want to happen happens and that you, all that time that you could have taken to just let go was taken up by you trying to take control of a situation by weighing up fear weighing up the pros and the cons because by the time you do that you've missed the ball like crypto if i get a feeling just to put mm -hmm. money in a coin that 10 seconds of me checking the graph and seeing if it goes up and down and what oh, it was yeah. like a second ago it's too fucking late like it's too late oh, yeah. five seconds are too late yes you need a plan to an extent in life you can't just think well, i'll just fucking you know put it on but when you're in yeah. the game already, you're in the motion, you get, you understand that feeling, past feeling has always been right versus fear. You just got to go for it. Don't question it. And I've realized when I just get that feeling and I don't research before, because I'm already in the motion, it always goes up. What I want to happen always happens. And it only yeah. fucks up when I spend that 10 seconds just checking to make sure, because then it goes up, I buy it and then it goes down. And I've lost that fucking yeah. profit. And instead I'm now in a loss, right? So getting to know that feeling is crucial because it's the same yeah. feeling for everything and it's always right. And differentiating the feeling of like, there's a terrorist on the train, get the fuck off right now, fear feeling versus trust intuition. There's a consciousness that are about to put money on this coin, put it on now. Don't question it because all mm -hmm. these fuckers get that feeling too, but they don't uh, trust it and they may put it on in 30 seconds time. Whereas if you're used yeah. to that feeling, you'll put it on straight away, 30 seconds down the line, these fuckers put it on and I've cashed out. Yeah. So the person yeah. who can- and, and there is a time that I, I delayed, like you're saying, I, I wish I even had 10 seconds. I had one second to, to say yes to $50,000 and I missed it. Yes. And this is the crypto world. This is the crypto world. What happened was I was investing in this NFT. For people who don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token. And basically, people are, are taking pictures and they're attaching them to, to blockchain. And it's, it's like art. 
and it's very valuable these days. Like the top NFTs are, are like they go for, for more than a million US. Like they're very, very expensive. So I was buying this one NFT. Um, well, I, I made a successful sale, uh, purchase at, at six Ethereum and I sold it for eight Ethereum uh, a couple of days later. And I was like very happy with the profit. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I, I want to get back into this project because the art was being revealed. And basically there's some NFTs where you can buy them before the art's even revealed yet. And so I didn't want to be there when the art was being revealed, already owning one, because probability would say that I'm going to get one of the crummy ones. What I wanted to do was I was on this website called OpenSea, and I was waiting for the second that the art was revealed, and I, I was going to click on the most valuable one and instantly buy it, because some people have their, their, their NFTs already listed with a sale price, even though the art's not revealed and it's about to be revealed. Just bad bad idea on their part, but I, I was going to use that to take an opportunity to win. So I was studying for about two days. What is the rarest one look like? What, is it, what are they going to look like? And I was priming myself like, okay, I'm ready to click on it. I'm ready to click on it. And then the second it happens, the art's revealed. And I see, oh my gosh, that's the rarest one right there. But it wasn't like it was bright gold or anything. There was just a, like, there was these little bumps on it that made it super rare. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta get that one. But, but first, I just got to like open it up, make the image a little bit bigger just to double check. So I did that and it was oh. gone. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> how much would it be worth now? Like how much? 50,000. 50,000 oh, 50, US. And what were you putting in? It would have cost me about, about 7,000. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> it's almost like when you, when you go back in time and um, take every situation where you've had a feeling and you've gone with it and it's been right versus every time you've had that feeling and you haven't gone with it and what you knew was going to happen happens versus every time you don't get the feeling it just stays the same when you like weigh it all up you realize that that feeling is only coming to you because what you want to happen has already gone out in the universe it's like the universe saying okay when that goes up i'll let you know right so when you get that feeling that's a confirmation that now everyone's starting to buy because every time they're thinking about buying, there's a thought that goes out into the universe, right? From every single person's brain that's about to press buy. If you've got a massive antenna because you meditate all the time and you're really in tune to yourself and whatever, then you're going to be the biggest antenna that's going to pick up the first fre- pick up the frequencies first, right? And then all you've got to do is trust it. And it's crucial because that it's like a car crash. You literally have a second to swerve, right? And that's the same with anything. It's no different. You can't think, oh, well, do, do I swerve left or right? It's too fucking late. You're dead. Like the car's gone into you. Um, how do yeah. people fine tune their antenna? And the answer is meditation. The more you meditate, the more you filter out nonsense and the more where you become and the more where you become, the higher your vibration becomes and the higher the vibration, the higher the frequency and the higher the frequency, the more penetrative the energy is to just penetrate and just bring back everything and those you don't meditate on a low frequency they're not as strong in their antenna so it's in everyone's best interest to meditate to the point where they're just on a such a high frequency that they can think about anybody and they'll call think about anything and it will come and just trust that it will and the more you trust the more it comes the more it comes the fucking great you feel that you trusted and now you don't have any problem 
putting, say, 20 grand on a coin because you suddenly get the feeling now, like the roulette. If you question the roulette when it's already spun, you've got a second now, put it on. If you question it, you've only got like two seconds till it ends or before the man says place your bets or um, finishing bets. Sometimes you've got to fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am, I love that. And you know, it's funny because it, there, there was a situation with driving recently where I did have to swerve out of the way. I was going along the express lane and in and most highways, at least where I'm from, there's this, this extra kind of emergency lane on the far left, right beside. And the, um, I, whenever I'm driving in the fast lane, I'm always ready to swerve. I always have that like preloaded, like, especially because I drive a little bit fast and a little bit close to other cars when they're slow. So I always have it preloaded to like swerve around people if they do anything crazy. Well, this one guy in front of me, he was going to go to change lanes, but there's somebody else who's changing into the lane at the same time. So as he was almost out of the lane, he immediately swerved back right in front of me as I was already passing him. And so I had to swerve into the emergency lane. At any rate, I was fine. And that guy was scared. <laughs> I could see him going slow in, the, in my rear view mirror. But if I had that kind of instinct in life, in, in crypto and, and in trading and in, in other parts of my life, I feel like I'd be much further ahead. And part of me is thinking that the reason why I'm so good at driving is because I am fully focused when I drive. I don't even have music on. I'm not talking on the phone. I'm only driving. And my whole focus is like, I'm going to get to where I'm going fast. <laughs> and I'm like, really like in the, in the zone while driving. And I've done it for a long time. So combination of being hyper-focused and a ton of experience. I think that combination allowed me to be really safe, even in a critical situation and make a really good instinct-based split decision. So obviously growing up, I used to think all the time and I had so many near-death near death experiences with people, with cars, like it's between 10 and 20 times have I almost hit something, almost hit somebody because I'm in my head thinking. One time there was a truck that was coming on my side of the road because it was blocked on the other side and I was in my head. I didn't see it and I literally just drove past it. The truck could have easily just run over my car. Um uh, one time I was, uh, there was traffic lights ahead of me and there's their children and the father crossing the road. And I was just thinking in my head, luckily they were still on the other side of the road. And I just went straight past the red traffic lights. Like literally I'm going the road that I'm on. They're walking across like the other road or on the bikes easily could have like wiped them out. Things like that scared the shit out of me that I realized you cannot think in your head. And if you're on the road, you can see when somebody's in their head. They are just like stiff, holding onto their world. They're just glaring straight ahead. They're not looking anywhere. They're just in their own head. Like they literally will be better off dr- being drunk and driving because at least they're like looking around, you know, because they, they, they realize they're drunk and they need to be aware. But when somebody's in their head, you can just see that that's dangerous. And yet when I drive, I'm not thinking I am focused and I've tried it sometimes. I've started to think about something and almost crash because I drive quick as well. And I only can drive quick because I'm so aware. When I'm on the motorway, yeah. I'm preparing for miles ahead, cars getting slower and me going to yeah. the back of them. I'm preparing to go left and right if this car slows down for whatever reason. I'm preparing for a truck with a piece of wood that might fly out 
and, and land on me, which was a, a, a real situation. And my instinct said, I think I told you this before, went into the other lane and I, it flew out and smashed on the road, which should have been me. I'm preparing oh. for um, a, uh, a flood in the road ahead where I suddenly have to swerve. Like the other day on the weekend, it was raining a lot and I was in the right lane and there's just a flood ahead. There's a car next to me in the left lane, no flood. I had to quickly cut in front of this car so quickly because there was a massive puddle in front of me, just like that. I didn't realize it was there. It wasn't one of my things to do when I'm aware, like be aware of floods. Now it is. Now I'm so aware that if it's been raining, if there's floods that have come onto the motorway, you're not going to know, especially 70 miles an hour. So now I'm mm. very conscious because I literally had seconds to either go through the puddle or cut in front of these people. And, um, yeah, so all these things, I'm always calculating everything. I've got like at least six cars in front of me where when I'm driving as opposed to everyone else, they've got like just a car, right? It, I yeah. never go behind a truck because I've seen trucks just wipe fuck off, wipe out five cars in front and kill them all, right? If he's on his phone, car just goes into like five cars, they'll die. I've seen it too many times. If it's windy and there's a truck next to you, he might swerve into your lane. Don't be in the side of a truck. And when you when you calculate what I've just said, I'm essentially in the middle of an open field and all I can see is grass. I can see in every 3D direction, as in I know the cars are there, know the trucks there, know the floods there, know the hard shoulders there. I'm assessing everything to eliminate my chance of having an accident, right? Everything, because it is so serious being driving. Right. Especially when you see all these YouTube videos and TikToks where like recently this person was walking on the path with a partner. This car just flips the curb and just smashes into the lamppost next to them. And he literally Whoa. didn't even have a second to think. I mean, he ducked down, but he got very lucky. And when you realize that shit like that, you cannot control. You have to be aware mm -hmm. to try and eliminate the risk as as most as you can. Um and that's why I can drive quick because I'm yeah. so aware. And it, yeah, exactly. Me too. Me too. I, I'm hyper aware, and that's why I drive fast. And, and when I'm not aware, when I know that I'm, I'm uh, off for some reason, I'm tired or I'm talking to somebody. I drive slower and with a lot more space. But you know what's funny? I've this goes even further than you and I have been able to take it, uh, based on the stories of, of some people I trust. There's uh, a Qigong grandmaster that I study with and, and my partner studied with as well. We study with this guy and he's like 23 generations back into ancient China. And he's, he's, he says all sorts of interesting stories. Like when he was younger, you would just you'd play hide and seek by standing up against a wall and turning <laughs> invisible and whether, and whether or not he would turn invisible because his molecules changed or because he went in a different frequency or because he psychically put out some sort of like, don't look here thing. I, I, I would say know. that it's but probably that, that. Yeah, that, that would be my, my leaning as well, but I have no idea. Um, but, but that's, it, it's really interesting. So he grew up with this kind of a background, right? And here's, and it, here's one of the stories that he told me from his split second decisions. He was in China. He was, uh, his friend was driving some sort of a, a, a pickup truck with a trailer on the back. And, and um, I'm going to call him Sigong because that means grandmaster. So Sigong was in the, in the background, sorry, in the, in the back trailer. 
with a motor and there was a motor that they were transporting. He was sort of like holding it down and making sure that there was no problems with it. I, I don't understand why he would put himself in that situation. But anyways, he was in that situation. And as he was, as his friend was driving, um, they went around a sharp corner and there was a bump in the corner and him, Seagong and the engine both flew sideways out, out uh, into, the, into the field beside the road. So his split second decision, plus his Qigong uh, the training and, and all of his experience, he was able to land before the, um, the, the engine hit the ground and it would have exploded and catch it by somehow get, using the energy of the earth and his chi was able to catch it and place it on the ground, uh, which is like all happening in like fractions of a second, yeah. you know, all these split decisions and being, mm. being able to like connect with your chi in that split second, connect with the earth, use the energy to, to move it without needing to take the full weight yourself to place it. it it's like, wow. So like, that's, that's what's possible when we're really in tune with ourselves. Like, for example, we are, um, we're made of a skeleton. And yeah. if we use our muscles to say, hold an engine, right? We're probably not going to be able to, to hold it. It's really fucking every. However, if we put the engine on our head, right? How long would it take for our, would, how long would it take for our body to snap? And the answer is, it could probably take quite a few engines, right? If you put like a plank of wood on your head, right? And blade all the engines on the top. Our body wouldn't just snap meaning it's stronger than we think it is. So when you think that, you know, how could somebody like that hold an engine? Like it's so heavy, you can't even pick it up. But in that situation, he was able to. It just shows you that our limitations are based on our past events and experiences based on whether we've been able to lift an engine before. But in a situation like that, when there is no limitations at all, and he's able to lift that engine, says that you can literally do anything if you want to. Like I used to um, work for a delivery company, and I used to carry up bags and bags and bags of shopping and water on my arms going up flights of stairs. And I used to do that after one after the other, like 20 different houses and come back at the end of the day. My arms weren't even aching. But yet if I go to the gym and start lifting a few weights, I have to stop and my arms ache the next day. So how why is that? And the answer is I've already like pumped myself up in my mind to be able to lift this before I've even started. Whereas if I suddenly think I can only lift 12 kilograms in the gym, then I'm not going to be able to lift any more like than 12 if I try 13. But that's the same as if I lifted 14, I might say I can't lift 15. But hey, y'all, if you've made it to the end of listening to my podcast, would you mind rating me and leaving a review? And if you want to see what I get up to, in my days off, then follow me on Instagram. It's yes, King Oliver. Bye.